0: Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen, and sometimes when I say that little catchphrase, which was suggested to me by my friend Alonzo Duraldi, who has a very great podcast with his husband, Dave White, called Linoleum Knife. It's all about uh, current movie reviews, and if you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. But anyway, sometimes when I say that catchphrase, I want to say making shit up and making shit happen, because sometimes you are just trying to make shit happen, (laughs) You're not trying to make things happen. You're trying to make shit happen. Anyway, I digress. Um, This week, my creative person is Cam Clark. He is a voiceover actor who's been in everything from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to uh, Lion King uh, DVD sequel. And uh, he is also one of the singing, dancing King family. And the King family are like the Osmonds before the Osmonds, but blonde. So um he talks to me all about that and he's had a really interesting journey in different aspects of show business and he's he was so much fun to talk to. All um before we get into that, um I want to encourage you to go to dennisanyone.net. Um when I was visiting Cam at his place in Studio City, he has all these amazing um collectibles and old toys and Barbies, um King family pictures, a lot of stuff. And I tried to snap some pictures and I will post them under this podcast uh, at dennisanyone.net. You can also email me through that. You can um, donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me pay for the expenses that come with this and keep things going, keep it free. And I always appreciate when you do that. I I get a little ding on my phone and I'm like, oh, somebody listens. Not that I don't think people listen, but it's just nice to to get something like that. Um, So thank you. Um, So that's it. Without any further ado, here is Cam Clark. Hey there! I'm coming to you from the Valley Village home of Cam Clark, my guest today. He's what? an actor, voiceover. Person, He's here. Writer. He's here. He's right here in your Where house. Where is he? Right here.
1: Oh, it's me. Oh, and all it's right. Clark all right. with an E. It is indeed.
0: And um, we fought
1: long and hard for that letter.
0: We're going to talk a lot about your family. <laughs> You're part of the King family. Yes. But what I wanted to know is why are you Clark and not King? Or is it your mother? It's my mother's Clark. family. I see.
1: And actually, my mom's true maiden name is Driggs. Driggs, Pretty, isn't it?
0: Yeah, not King.
1: Not King, but... Uh, so they it would were, have been,
0: ladies and gentlemen... The Driggs, Driggs
1: sisters. Yeah. not Doesn't quite have that ring. It doesn't
0: quite have that ring.
1: So one of their promoters, when they were just starting, said, we got to get a different name here. And their father's name was William King Driggs. Okay. And he went by King. All right. All of his friends just called him King. And they went, well, daddy's name is King. And they went,
0: fine, that's it. You're the King sisters. Now go, go, go. And that was show's it. show's about to start. And that was it. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, what was your mother's name? What is your mother's Alice, name? Alice. Alice.
1: With a Y. A-
0: wow. You're See, always mixing it up. Yeah,
1: just kind of rebels. You now, know? Um,
0: you did a one-man show. Yes, uh, I, I did. think it was about a year ago. Yep. Called Stop Me If I've Told You This. Yes,
1: yeah, Stop Me If i Told You This.
0: And it talks about your whole life being part of the King family, being on television, um, for those of you who haven't heard of The King Family... Or
1: aren't old enough to have heard of The King Family. They
0: were like all-American, white bread, wonderful singers, TV variety show. You were like the Osmonds before the Osmonds. Yeah, and Blonde. And Blonde. You were like the Blondesmans. Yeah. I, I don't know. I tried to... I tried to... <laughs> That's good. And I failed. That's good. And you were on television starting when you were about six years old. Six years old, yes. Do you... Now... In your one-man show, which I got to, to watch on online, you sent me a, a Vimeo, which was wonderful, a wonderful show. Thank you. There were all these clips of the show, clips of you on the show. Do you remember being on the show, or do you remember them through the clips? Does that make sense? Oh, or do totally you remember, makes sense. It's I remember just like the day we
1: shot this. We talk about, you know, do you have memories or memories of memories. Right. And I think the older we get, they, be, they do become memories of memories, yet... I viscerally recall a lot of it. Yeah. Um, the, the sets and, and the magic of, like I talk about in the show, of that sets was, flying in. It was fantastic. And flying out. You know, that there was like this magicness where the, a living room would appear as windows would drop in and chairs would, f- you know, run in on rollers and stuff. It was like being inside Disney.
0: And it, you talk about making it snow. Yeah. In the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you make it snow? Like, literally, that was one of the cues that would happen.
1: Yeah. Um, As a little kid, you know, you're not really all that sophisticated to get the cues. And, you know, on this line, this happens. But I remember when we sang uh, a Christmas song called The Christmas Waltz. In fact, the Carpenters had a pretty successful hit of that holiday record. Um, It would snow on stage. And so in my little eight-year-old brain, that meant if I sing this song, it will snow. Right. And this kind of (laughs) twisted uh, idea of power, you know, that as we grow up, you know, as we're kids, if we're lucky, we have a a fantasy world and a sense of make-believe that makes you feel empowered right you know and as we grow up the world the real real life kicks you around and you lose that kind of sense of magic
0: yeah well i I mean you talk about the show and your family and then then there you get to that point where you like and behind the scenes it was also pretty good like your family was kind of like what we saw on television
1: yeah pretty much just like what you saw when
0: the show ends
1: in fact there's this magazine cover that i have here where the cover is like from Screenland or one of those right. TV magazines. And it, we're on the cover and it says, The King family with a secret that will shock you. And inside the article is, They actually love each other. Yeah, Shocking. So even there, we couldn't come up with a scandal. You couldn't
0: really. You, you didn't steal cable. You didn't steal HBO. <laughs> there was nothing there. And, and so, but when the show ends and then real life kicks in, that must do a number on somebody that's known I that think their if, whole life. If
1: you talk to a lot of child actors, child performers and stuff right. who grew up in the limelight, uh that's a whole different that's a whole different world. And so when that stops, I I'm sure I'm not the only one who just you it's like the bottom right. falls out. And then you're faced with real life.
0: No, you had there were two shows. There was one that that started in like 65 and then it went for a while and then it ended and then came back in 69. When, and then
1: all the holiday specials. Yeah.
0: So was there a moment, that. was there a time in your life where you remembered that it went away? Uh,
1: well, by that time I was already grown up. I mean, yeah. I was 19 the last time I did a show. Um, and then being raised Mormon, I left for my mission for the Mormon church. But, so oh, right away. I was performing... It didn't go away. It got lesser than, but I was also involved in other theater productions and stuff. So uh, it's not like also, everything
0: just stopped. You no, were still doing your thing. Yeah,
1: but also took so much of it for granted, right? You know, because well, it's just what I, kn- I didn't know didn't anything know. else.
0: It was, and it wasn't just you and the rest of your family weren't involved. Like some child stars, it was the whole the whole thing. Family. So there was wasn't way that of
1: weirdness of being alone with a bunch of strangers on a set and your right. mom's a stage mother in the wings telling you what to do it's
0: yeah so it know. wasn't that thing of like jody foster where you have to kind of be a grown-up in a grown-up's world you were your family structure was at work and at home it's yeah interesting yeah yeah now did you know i was mormon i was raised mormon no did we ever talk about this oh we, yeah if
1: we did talk about it it was in a time when i had memory
0: yeah no it was a while ago so really yeah i was i never went on a did mission. you know i was yeah Oh. I did. I did. You got out in time. I got Before out Before the in mission, time. you got out in time. I didn't become an Eagle Scout. I didn't play Little League. I got League. Life
1: Scout. That's as far as I went.
0: You, I think I might have got Life, too. But there were certain <laughs> rites of passage that all the boys in my ward, that's a Mormon term, and That my means town, like congregation, for yeah, those of
1: you who don't know. That, that
0: they all did. They all played Little League. I didn't. Not they me. all became Eagle Scouts. I didn't quite make it. And they all went on their mission. And I... Yeah, like
1: I had the, the merit badges that were, like, so queer.
0: Basketry. I,
1: I, <laughs> right? I had art, music, right. drama, public speaking, swimming. Right. Um, not, none of the camping or... Yeah. Any of Hunting, that. Yeah. I don't no. even
0: know if that's a merit badge, but...
1: I had a merit badge for Barbie doll collecting.
0: Right? When you have an amazing Barbie doll collection.
1: I do. In
0: real life. And there's one doll, because my sisters had Barbies, and I wanted desperately to play with them, but I knew that it was wrong. I knew that I couldn't do that. Boys didn't do that. And there was one really glamorous dress I remember. It was like a black, sequiny, a fishtail yeah, dress with like taffeta on the bottom. And damn it, if you don't have it in I your doll it. collection.
1: And that, that dress, all those clothes had names. Oh, just so like what was that called? It was called Solo in the Spotlight.
0: I think we might have to name this podcast Solo, Solo in, the in the Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. yeah, I think there it is. So you have it. And, but I have I to tell to you. I play with it so bad.
1: My parents, I had Barbies as a little boy. Right. They didn't care. That, they you're... bought them for me and they, it was just, but I still knew it was wrong. Right. So when my friends came over, I had a secret drawer where I would, sh- almost like under the planks of the, wow. <laughs> the floor. Stash. I had a secret drawer where I would stash, if a friend was coming over. How many it was, could fit
0: comfortably? Get rid of the, In other words, did you ever outgrow your collection? My
1: cabinet? No, I had enough drawers in my bedroom where I could stash them everywhere. And I literally, the only kids who knew that I had any Barbies were my cousins. Right. My little girl cousins. Right. Um, But it's almost like if a kid came over, uh, a friend from school, and one was lying around, it was just like, they found a, you know, it's like shit. The cocaine, right? You know, it, was the like, pot. it was like hide the it, worst hide thing it. You could find, yeah. And so I hid them because I knew it was wrong, even though my parents gave me no guilt yeah, about your it. and would give it to me for cool. Christmas.
0: Yeah. Now um, you also talk about coming out to them later in your in your piece, but was you were already an adult when you came out to them, right? You had gone on a mission. It was
1: after I got home from my mission about yeah. uh, two years after that, something like maybe like twenty three, something like that.
0: And the way you talk about it in the show is really wonderful. Like your family's having a conversation about unconditional love.
1: Yeah, we were at the dinner table. Right. All of us. Um, and how many how many people are we? 16 talking Sixteen of us wow. at the table. Wow. my brothers and the grandkids and parents. Right. And the conversation was on the just we would we were a family that would hang out after the meal. You know, it was like none of this just eat and then go to your rooms and watch TV. We visited. You know,
0: yeah, that's a, such and, a Mormon word. And so <laughs> visiting teachers, visiting teachers, yes. right? You come by for a um, visit, which but they.
1: Visit. Uh, the conversation turned to the topic of unconditional love, and I went, "Okay, well." So people
0: were saying, could, "If I were a drug addict, could you love me?" Yeah, I, and
1: everybody asking each other, you know, trying to test the limits of what would make you not love me, and of course, nobody said anything, but. Right. You want that's, to hold okay. It for a
0: that's okay. That's we'll, okay. We'll pause it. That's an interesting phone. Is that your phone? Yes. That's is that right, the right. Exorcist or yeah. something? The your Exorcist. Your phone ring is the Exorcist. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> your phone ring is the Exorcist. Yeah. That's why? Cause you love it?
1: Cause I love everything
0: dark and macabre. It's so interesting. You grew up in the most wholesome background, and your phone ring is the Exorcist. That's fun. That's cool. Alright, so we're talking about uh, the dinner where you're gonna Yeah. Yeah.
1: And everybody's sitting around the table talking about unconditional love and I went, Well, if I do this now, I won't have to tell people one at a time. Right. I can get it over with.
0: But there's probably younger people there too.
1: The like the, the little kids had run out to play. Right. The but there was still they were still young. I mean right. the youngest was like twelve. Okay. So I just laid it out there
0: and did everyone know the second you said it that you really that you meant it you weren't just being a hypothetical
1: yeah oh yeah they, it, it was landed that
0: kind of, it, it landed wow
1: <laughs> it landed what courage I it was courage I guess if courage is jumping off a cliff right you know it's like run and jump it's right. like I don't think too hard about this you just have to dive
0: and you talk about your father was the first to speak right yeah how long was that pause before anyone said anything? Well, it felt
1: like it was years. Oh, my goodness. It, it was probably seconds. Yeah. You know, maybe 20 seconds or something for it to sink in. And he said? "He The only thing he has ever said, ever said about it. I don't mean he ignored it. I just right. mean about the topic. Right. Was, um, I'm so sorry you've had to go through this all by yourself.
0: Wow. That's it. And then you talked about... Your family coming around and, and hugging you yeah, and comforting it was a uh,
1: really, really uh, good experience for a first conversation. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, before that, you talk in the show also about, like, really struggling with it, going to shock treatment. Yeah. Conversion there, All of that stuff on your own. And so probably by the time you got there, you were like, I can't do, I have to do, I have to talk. I can't keep this inside anymore.
1: Yeah. A lot of it was because my mother was, she was so into her kids' lives. You know, some kids I'm sure would love that. But right. as a gay kid, you know, she was, uh, when I go when I went to college, first, I I'd come home from Thanksgiving break and the first thing she says is, so, are you in love? Have you met anyone? You know, is, is to right. do that kind of mother thing. And it would just make my shoulders rise because right. I had to lie. Right. And you didn't no. want to lie? No. Who and i just go, lie? no, Mom, I haven't met anyone. Or I would fake somebody. Yeah. And I had amazing women all over me. I mean, beautiful right. gals. And I would bring them home and just, you know, like a lot of people my age, you know, went through the motions and uh, to look the part.
0: Right. But there was never anyone that you sort of, that, that lasted longer than the others... You know Ricky Martin has Dr- that blonde on his behind the music that talks about how it almost <laughs> happened. Like there was never no, it the didn't one. Yes, yeah. it didn't. I it mean never. Yeah. Uh
1: I mean some women that I mean they were gorgeous. Right. But no, nothing ever. I mean I would date them for a quite a while, and they thought I was such a gentleman.
0: Yeah, you were so kind. You never... Never went too far. Classic. Yeah. But you said that your mother... (laughs) You say in the show that she needed to go to therapy and sort of talk it out, but it was basically one session. Yeah, mom went
1: one session to a therapist, (laughs) and he... And he told her that, you know, it had nothing to do with her, and she was like, phew, not my fault! Yeah. And that was... She was good to go.
0: Now, if you... you, Your family... They they accepted you right away. Did you, you and yet you really struggled yourself all this time? Yeah. Do did you, did you look back and go, "Wow, they would have probably accepted it earlier." Did you? Do you sort of feel bad that you had really? struggled I wish I'd so been much? like
1: you, and had the um, where my life was going well. Right. So I didn't feel compelled to leave the church as early as you did. Right. Um, although I knew what my truth was. I was also told by the church that if I went on a mission, I'd come home magically straight.
0: Right. No, so, Exactly. so I didn't like, want to burn in hell. Right. Of course. Now it doesn't, so, doesn't sound fun.
1: But I think, um, that had I left the church earlier and not gone on the mission thing for that intense, yeah, you know, craziness, um, I would have done better with adjusting cause I would have got gotten out during formative years And yet I had such a high profile family that I don't, you know, who knows how that would have gone down if at 16 I went, I don't believe that you can make me straight. I truly believed all the BS that, that was fed me in boys like you and me.
0: Right. Well, I found the Mormon church, they didn't want to talk about sex at all. Like it was not a place struggling people could go to talk and they were like really Really?
1: no i can remember from really i felt like
0: nobody we had these church meetings
1: for uh, those of you who don't know we would have a a priesthood meeting that was just for the men folk right and i can remember at one of the stake meetings you know where, where all the congregations come together and they talked about masturbation from the pulpit
0: Really? Yeah, and what an evil it was. See, I never got a sermon about it. I was guilt-ridden about it. Felt horrible. There was a period of time I I really felt bad about that. I felt like that was the only thing I was doing wrong. Really? Yeah, that was my big thing. Because I hadn't yet connected that I was gay yet. I mean, I had certain feelings, but it really didn't... It didn't really crystallized until like senior year like even early college like it wasn't something i i look back and i kind of go yeah but it didn't feel like desire like i had crushes on girls and stuff like that um but i remember there was some pamphlet and it talked about self-abuse and it was like two lines and that's all you got so you had a sermon that's even scarier
1: yeah and that you know it was you'd go to hell and and we would hear about homosexuality being second only to murder right as a sin, That's, which is great for a kid's yeah. self-esteem.
0: That's tough, man. Now, I didn't go on a mission because I started doing theater and finding my people. And, I, you know, my father wasn't in the church. He wasn't Mormon. So it wasn't Neither my... Was mine. Oh, really? Yeah. So the family, it wasn't as... It wasn't as... Uh, you know, our family was sort of not that into the church. So it wasn't that big of a scandal that I didn't sort of carry on with this stuff. No, it um, was
1: huge in my family to yeah. go on a mission. I yeah. think the pressure, uh, I think nowadays things have, uh, you know, people get that it's not for everyone. Right. Whereas in my day, it was for everyone. And was if there, you didn't go, there was something
0: wrong. And you went to Argentina, which yeah. I think is a beautiful country. I wouldn't know. You were just not, you were I was
1: in hate. I was, I was, wanted to kill myself every day down there. I felt like I was in it. prison.
0: What was there? What was was there? Anything good about it? When you look back and go, okay, no. that was the silver lining of that. No, awful. Yeah, hated it. Wow. That. Were
1: from the get go. I even had a calendar, like a smoker might do to mark off yeah. the day, or, or someone in prison would You're have counting the days. I would count day from for two years. I would count the days yeah. till I I'd mark off the days till I could get home.
0: Did you baptize a lot of people?
1: Mm, about sixty.
0: That's that's a lot. It's pretty good.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's so great. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got you, a merit
0: badge for yeah, a baptism. Yeah, heart wasn't in it. Wow. And when you got home, were you just like, ugh?
1: Oh, I thought when I got home, I was like, great, I'm going to meet a gal and I'm going right. to get it up, get it on, and get and married going, and start get having going. having kids. And, of course, I was shocked that I never, you know, at that age, you can still be going, oh, I haven't met the right girl. That's yeah. all this is. You know, so I traveled down that philosophy for a while. but you, no. And you were at
0: BYU, right?
1: Uh, I went to BYU for two whole
0: semesters. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> In dog years. It's a lot of firesides. It is. Yeah, that's another Mormon thing. Um, and then you went to New York, Broadway. Yeah, How long for were you there for?
1: About five minutes.
0: Yeah, you weren't feeling
1: it. No, no it wasn't feeling me. Right. I No, I would have, you know... Love to have been involved in that. I mean, you talked about earlier about finding your theater friends. Had I done that, I might have gone your way, but I was in Mormon theater. Right. Traveling around in these very successful Christian rock operas. Right. Um,
0: Like Saturday's Warrior? Yeah. They had some good yeah, songs in that.
1: They certainly did. Did you
0: see it? I think I must have. So you might have come to my town. You, I might have seen you. Where where are you? Northern from? Arizona, which is a you hot seen, of Mormonism. You
1: would have seen me if 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 if, if you were really? if you were there in 75 I would have been like there. ten
0: or eleven. Wow, Saturday's Warrior.
1: Yeah. So I was in theater still. Yeah. And with like minded kids. Right. So I was still getting my theater fixed, but it wasn't with outside kids where the sexual component would have come up and the whole touchy-feely thing in right,
0: they'd theater groups outside like that, yeah. of the
1: church. It, it, it wasn't... It just wasn't there. It wasn't there.
0: Now, you grew up on sound stages and stuff like that and yeah. show people. Yeah. And there's always the gay choreographer or the gay whatever. Yeah. And the director or the person. Well,
1: Bob Mackey was our costume designer. Yeah, well... And when I hooked up with him a few... What? It was like our... King family 40th anniversary. I, right. I, I tracked him down and I said, "We're having this party and would love if you would come." And I went over to his shop, right, and um, we started joking around. He said, "Oh, Cam, everybody knew about you. About you. You were seven years old, but we all knew."
0: Wow. How did that make you feel?
1: You I mean now, as an adult, when he said that? Yeah. I just laughed. Good. It was. It was. It was a nothing. It was just. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right. Because um, well, I look at some of the footage.
0: There's footage in your show of you standing in front of, is it your mother? Yeah. And she's got a long dress on, and you would reach behind her and bring the dress on and swirl it in front of yourself. Yeah, yeah on chiffon, who,
1: can't love, who doesn't love a little chiffon?
0: I know it, and you did it in another clip, and then she kind of goes, we're a little worried about <laughs> him, or something yeah. like that. What did she say?
1: Uh, I wrapped my mom's dress around me in front of, you know, 5,000 people. And uh, my aunt Yvonne trying to diffuse that right. <laughs> at the moment. She says, "And that's little Cam. We're a little worried about him." Yeah. And the audience howls and right.
0: Which even and, now, sort of, it's funny, but it oh, sort of it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I know. She it, covered
0: it really well. She covered it really well, and
1: yeah. that didn't. I mean, I don't even remember that. Right, right, right. But when I found the footage, I was just. I I went, this is perfect. Right. Thank God I found this. This is great.
0: I know a guy named Paul V. Who, uh, I think I actually have on the podcast. or I've, I've interviewed before who has that website called Born This Way. And it's gay people send in pictures and videos of when they're young. And you look at it and you go, oh. You know, well, there'll be like sh- a roll of brothers. He should get that clip. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he would <laughs> love that. That's your Born This Way clip. It's yeah. so charming. Now, what was the King's family relationship to the Osmonds? Were you competitive? Did you? What, no, they did, were did you just you more know famous each other? than we. Yeah, but you were like, why are they?
1: Oh yeah, I was very jealous. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why? What's so? There's more of us, and we mm-hmm. can now sing them or whatever. I don't know. Um, were you? You were jealous of them a little bit?
1: Yeah, I envied their their success. That right. they were. I mean, we were playing big venues early on, but we they kind of went up as we were uh, kind of. Um, what am I doing? Um, plateauing. Stable. Up, plateauing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But they had like, you know, number one records and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were also recording stars. So that makes a big difference. We released albums but we didn't chart right with any songs, you know. They
0: were brunettes
1: and we were blondes.
0: Right. And but it's
1: true blondes have more fun.
0: That's it looks like you did. You talked about your you talked about cocktails in your show. And I was like that doesn't quite square with the Mormon thing that I know. So were there people that drank in your family? Oh yeah, they yeah. all did. They all did. Yeah, but you, but like your mom and your sister. No, they got straight.
1: When the kids started getting older, um, and they were coming home from their missions, and now we better fly right, like our straight kids. Right. Oh, um, so
0: so it they, wasn't
1: until like the seventies that they
0: they were like, oh, cleared man. up. Yeah, Yeah. we're we're, 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 um, churning out these really straight kids and they come back from their missions and we're like having martinis that doesn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah, but you remember when you were younger that that was kind of happening. Oh, yeah. 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 It sounded like a really fun...
1: Well, cocktail party, I mean, Hollywood cocktail parties in the 60s. you were in in Hollywood, not
0: Utah. Yeah. You were in California, not Utah.
1: So there were these, you know crazy fabulous Hollywood parties with all the musicians and the studio singers and it was mainly the musician crowd that would right. be at art parties and stuff as opposed to the actor right. crowd. It was more the recording artists, you know, Capitol and uh, Columbia Do you remember records meeting like
0: big stars and do you remember, do you have any memories of like when you were young, well, we
1: performed with, with Bing Crosby wow. and Dean Martin and Phyllis Diller and um, George Burns.
0: Who did he, you like? Who was cool? Who gave you I was you too, a moment?
1: I was too young. Yeah. I mean, they were just these old guys. I didn't yeah, know from them. They were, yeah. they were people from another generation that, right. you know, I'm 10 years old. I, I know who Bing Crosby is, but it wasn't like when I met
0: Adam West... Right, there there was a thing where, did you get to ride in the Batmobile? I got to ride in the Batmobile. Break that down, how did that happen? Well, we
1: were on the same show, uh, Hollywood Palace, which was a variety show, like the Ed Sullivan show. And he was just a guest on the same week that we were, and I got my autographed picture from Adam West from 1966 when his show was on. Right. And I got to go for a ride in the Batmobile. Just another day in the life of Cam Clark. I
0: know, it's amazing. Was he dreamy, Adam West? Or he was just Batman. He was just Batman. Yeah. That's good
1: enough. He was just Batman.
0: Um, I remember, I wrote down the song Love at Home, which I probably haven't heard in 20 years, and that's a big Mormon song. It's like all that Mormon stuff.
1: Yeah. Comes rushing back. Dumber.
0: Do you have a CTR ring? Remember those? Never got a CTR ring. I had one. Choose the right. Choose the right hand. (laughs) (laughs) That's gross. That I can't even believe I said that. I can't believe you said that. But you also Say it again. Choose the right hand. Um... You also had a, a, a love for like Brazilian music, um, yeah. Which, when everyone else was going rock and roll, you were going choral. Your loves were sort of yeah, not- kind of kind of a
1: yin and yang, uh, right? Renaissance choral music and bossa nova jazz. That was your thing. So that was my thing. Those are my two loves.
0: And there's a clip in your show where your 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 mom and your aunts are singing. Beautiful, And you sing along with them. It's so lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Too I mean, bad y'all couldn't come and see it. I know. Did you have a good run? Did you enjoy it?
1: I had a blast. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking of taking it to Salt Lake.
0: I think you should. That would be amazing. Um, First of all, I, I wish I would gotten to see it when it was here. Uh, and well, that, you'll just have to have I'll, a car trip to Salt Lake. Damn right. And I, it was so wonderfully put together. The visuals... The clips, the sounds, the sound effects and the writing, it's just just a great show. Thank you.
1: It was a labor of blood, sweat and tears, to be sure.
0: Now, you talk about in the show that you obviously had a lot of love around, you had a lot of family around, but they weren't super protective. They would leave you in hotel rooms and go play Vegas. Like, it wasn't doting. No, not at all. Or talk about that a little bit were you cooking stuff for yourself or was it there- room
1: service baby
0: room service baby so you'd go you're, 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 your 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 parents
1: are on stage mom's on stage in the casino right you know at at the at the dunes at right. the sands um and honey just order something from room service and
0: are so you you're not in the room by yourself are you have siblings there or yeah 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 and you just do your thing and you watch
1: TV and jump on the beds
0: did you ever run around and have adventures and sneak around the oh, casino? Oh, we
1: would... Well, yeah, we were the only kids... We would be walking through the casino to go sit in on one of Mom's sets. Right. Um, you know, kids weren't generally allowed in there, but we weren't hanging out in there. Right. Yet, I can... I, I, as I look back at it, I feel like Eloise yeah living in the hotel living in the hotel we would play I mean I can't imagine a person who had to get in an elevator after we'd been in there because we would push all the buttons right I mean I think a lot of kids have
0: yeah you didn't invent that but it's still no I didn't invent that but still we
1: would just did it with flair yeah yeah.
0: Um, talk to me about studio school what do you remember about that? You would go to school. It's kind of were...
1: like Little House on the Prairie. Right. You know, because it was just your siblings in, so it in was, the classroom. So it was
0: everybody you knew. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So it was just you and your siblings. It wouldn't be like the kid from that other show and that girl from that movie. No,
1: because we weren't um, uh, on the lot. Right. Yeah, you know, we there was plenty of us. And it wasn't like we were, like we talked about, actor kids who were on a show and they were all at 20th century Fox or whatever. And all the kids that were working, you know, were in the same studio school. There was, um, about 12 of us
0: and it was 15 of us that
1: were all in and school. And the teacher would, the teacher, we had two teachers. teachers. To, we had a grammar yeah. school teacher and then a high school teacher.
0: Wow. They would come to the studio and you would go to school.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it. I, and I wrote down dirty limericks because you you're, Was it your mom or your aunt? Somebody told you dirty My mom, limericks. Mom. Would you tell you a dirty limerick?
1: Yeah, plural. I, many. Many.
0: Do you remember any of them?
1: Yeah. Are we allowed to say this yes, on totally. on network
0: television? You can totally say anything on this. You can say F. You can say anything.
1: Okay. Let's see. Which one shall I tell? Um. There once was a young girl named Harden, who went down on her bow in the garden. He said in a huff, do you swallow that stuff? And he looked up at her and said, mm, pardon?
0: <laughs> oh, I screwed that up. And she looked up at him and said, gulp, pardon? You made, you made the sperm swallower male. I think that's the Freudian oh, slip. Oh,
1: that was a Freudian slip. So your slip. mother
0: literally told you that limerick? Yeah. That's a great lim. A, that's terrific. B, how old were you?
1: Well, they had no filters. They had no so filters. So I can remember sitting under the dining room table. Yeah. While she had her fabulous dinner parties. And just, I'd have my toys under the dining room table and be sitting there and just hearing everything. Or even if I wasn't, and I wasn't hiding. Right. I just crawled under there. Or even if we were outside at a barbecue, it wasn't like, again, I was under the table. I was sitting right, right there. You know, and I'd hear all the jokes and, you know, just, they go over my head. Right. I didn't know what gulp pardon I mean, that's pretty meant. amazing.
0: Yeah. Now, what was, your, was your father part of the act? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he wasn't... Obviously, the, the King sisters were sort of the... They were
1: the headliners. The headliners.
0: But yeah. he also sang and did it all and all of that he stuff. He was
1: the spokesperson for the family. He did all the... And the moral of the story is... Right. He would do the closing thought in the show, uh, a piece. Right. Uh,
0: now, as an adult, you've you've worked a lot as a voiceover artist and cartoons. You're Leonardo in Ninja Turtles? Yes, That's it's huge. true. It was. How long? Which incarnation? Because there's probably been the original. You were the um, original Leonardo.
1: Nine years on the original cartoon series that started in, like I think, 87.
0: When did you realize that you had a voice that could do that? That you could... That you could act in different voices. That you had I that as a tool. I always knew child. I had that. You always knew you had. It. Would you use it when you're a kid? Would you yeah, imitate? Yeah, on the it? show.
1: I uh, in fact, there's clips of me doing Jimmy Durante. At, you know, I'm, I'm eight years old and I'm doing Jimmy Durante or Alfred Hitchcock. And wow, uh, and you
0: had an ear for it.
1: Yeah, and as a kid, my favorite present one Christmas was I got a tape recorder.
0: I got one of those too, a cassette. It was so fun. You could do little shows. Dude, I'm older than you. Like I'm still doing it.
1: I'm older than you. So mine was a reel to reel.
0: Oh shit. Mine was.
1: Wow. And I would go around. And I also, then I, you know, graduated to cassettes, but my first one, you know, would have been the late sixties was a reel to reel. And I'd go around driving my family crazy, interviewing them. And if I couldn't get them to be interviewed, I just interview myself and use different voices just
0: for fun, you know? And do you have any of those? I'd interview recordings? my
1: imaginary friends. That's right. No, they're in the landfill. They're landfill a landfill. They're a landfill somewhere.
0: Yeah, I still have some my old ones. Oh. Yeah, I used to make those. Remember those Dickie Goodman songs? They were novelty records where somebody would ask a question and then the answer would be a line from the pop song of the day, like yeah. Mr. Jaws and Mr. President. They uh-huh. did a bunch of them. Kong, and I. Uh, I used to make up my own ones. So there you go. Um, now. Talk to me about um, the first gay person you remember, like no seeing or knowing.
1: That I knew was you mean? Yeah, that like, I knew was gay. Yeah. So I would was have been somebody, a grown up.
0: Yeah. Or or growing up, was there somebody that you knew? Oh,
1: I had crushes.
0: Right. But you knew they were you knew they were gay.
1: No, I mainly just knew that I had a crush on right. on a on a boy right. Um. So I don't. I mean, because I never I never connected. As a kid. Right. So I wouldn't know from that connection. I just knew I had odd feelings for this particular person.
0: Who was it? Or what, you know, you don't have to say his name or, but was like he, you were know, friends. There were, friends, there were little were you... boys
1: at school right. or we had a choreographer on the set that I had a mad crush on. Oh,
0: I bet he was amazing.
1: And he had a crush on my brother and would always try to, my brother was his age my brother, Rick, is 10 years older. Right. And he was always trying to get after Ricky.
0: And what? Were you, wow. And everyone knew it, or you knew it, or you. Were, oh, like, I
1: didn't know that that was going, what on. was going on. I just knew that I had a crush on this guy.
0: Wow. He would tell you, he would teach you how to dance. Yeah. He was doing it, yeah. In his
1: tight jeans and Keds sneakers. I love it. In those days, he looked like someone out of West Side Story in his shorty sweatshirt and tight. You know, skinny jeans and sneakers. Pompadour.
0: Oh, he sounds dreamy.
1: He was very dreamy. Is
0: he on Facebook? Can we stalk him? (laughs) He's been dead a long time. It's too bad. Now, um, you did other characters. You did Simba in... In
1: In The Lion King. The
0: Lion King cartoons. Uh, The Lion King.
1: In the second feature.
0: Wow. Awesome. And like He-Man and different... You know, when you go in to do those, do you audition for them. I would yeah. I imagine with something like Leonardo, they are, are, are an ongoing. Well, series. I created
1: the character, right? So, so but still, it was auditions. And, yeah. But they had no idea
0: what they wanted. What they what he wanted. would sound like. Yeah. For something like Leonardo, when you're like, okay, I'm going to create this character. I think he kind of sounds like this. How do you find it? Do you try different things, or do you, try you read different the scripts and, you and think,
1: um, you don't get the script ahead of time. You just show up and they have a couple of pages from the script and you look at it and you go, okay, he's a s- turtle mm. who's also a superhero. Okay. okay, let's go with that. And, um, you know, I just tried on my best Johnny Quest.
0: Right. Remember how cute they were?
1: I had a crush on um, the friend. Race. Yeah. Race Bannon.
0: Who didn't? <sighs> I know. even
1: had a crush, here's a true confession, on Astro Boy.
0: I don't remember Astro Boy.
1: Astro Boy was early anime, okay. and he had a black speedo and red boots. I mean, how can you not love a guy I mean, who just on. wears a black speedo and, and red, red boots. boots?
0: Exactly. It's right in your knee sweet high spot. red
1: boots. It's totally my sweet spot.
0: Yeah. So getting a gig like Leonardo, that must have been like, oh, this is awesome, right? Because it's no, steady it work. was just
1: one more job. Yeah. No, it wasn't awesome. It was it was just another job. Right, they weren't famous or anything. It was just a show that I hoped would get picked up. But
0: once it starts going, you're yeah. like, "Yeah, this is sweet, steady work." Right? Yeah. Do you go into a studio and read with other actors, or do you go? It in depends by on
1: the shows. Yeah. Sometimes it's done like old radio Everyone's show style. Around. Everybody's sitting around in a semicircle. Yeah. Sometimes it's just you.
0: Wow. Do you ever? Do you have a studio in your house? Do you ever just send stuff in? I have like, a
1: microphone in my guest room that I, know I use for auditions. Some people do that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. Yeah. What's that little gig that you never thought would amount to anything, and it ended up like?
1: That would be pay, Ninja Turtles paying
0: your mortgage for years. Or that whatever? would be
1: Ninja Turtles.
0: What's something that came out of that that we wouldn't expect? Like, do you go to conventions?
1: I do the Comic Cons.
0: Wow, what's that like?
1: Um, it's pretty humbling. It's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it's just a cartoon, guys. You so know? But, so you but you have panels? fans like do panels and people line up for autographs You right. know, around the block. And it's just like, I'm just the voice of a cartoon. But right. these now grown-ups, you know, like your age, I guess, and younger. Oh, I'm um, no younger. Well, yeah. no, but you, you're 10 years younger than I am. Yeah, ish. So, well... Um, <laughs> They line up for autographs, but they say, like, you have no idea what your show meant to me as a kid, and I'd run home from school every day to watch it, and blah, blah, blah. So meeting you is, what I hear a lot, is a childhood dream come true, or you are completing my childhood by meeting you. Wow. Which, when I was a kid watching cartoons, that never was something... I didn't care who did the voice of you Scooby-Doo were, yeah. or, or Bugs Bunny. I mean, it, it was irrelevant. I just watched the show and ate cereal.
0: Yeah, of course. Cereal Cocoa Cocoa so good.
1: Cartoons go down better with cereal. Yeah.
0: Well, I have a friend named Ben who loves him some Ninja Turtles. Obsessed. So, yeah, he'd probably freak out. He might have already seen you at one of these things. Huh. So, could be. Could be. So, do you sign autographs? Yeah. Do you do, you do speak on panels? Yeah. Are the other... Do you... Are the other ones there, the other Ninja Turtles? Uh,
1: often we travel together.
0: All four of you? Yeah, the Fab Four. Like the four, Beatles. Like the Beatles, the Fab Four. What's your relationship like with them?
1: Very good. It's always been like brothers.
0: That's really cool. We don't
1: socialize, but when we're together, we go out. And... Let's
0: get the band back together. Yeah,
1: man, right on.
0: Are they all just like... I'm
1: friends with... I'm, I am I uh, am close friends with Michelangelo, okay. with Townsend Coleman. He and I go out and, right and hang and stuff.
0: Now there's a bit in your show where you talk about when you came out and it sort of got out there to the public that this whole cartoon community reacted like, What do you mean Leonardo's gay? or yeah he is or it oh,
1: wasn't the, wasn't the car- cartoon community, it was the fans the of fans the fans of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the community already knew.
0: Oh I didn't mean like the makers, I meant like the fans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like people on yeah. on websites and Yeah, like and there was all rooms. this
1: you know, this noise about, you know, Leonardo's gay? No, dude. The guy who plays him is gay. Hey, don't knock the gays. Some of my best friends are gay. You know,
0: it just it's became like the chat this room.
1: Chat room because it would have lit been, up.
0: Like when in the nineties? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. what did you think watching it? Were Nineties and, and the two thousands?
1: Well, I didn't muse? know
0: that. I because I
1: was never a computer person. Still, I'm right. not. Right. So I had someone go, like, oh, Cam, you got to go online and see what's what's doing. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah. And what did you make of it when you started reading what this makes saying? me
1: laugh? And I, I it was adorable. Yeah. And fascinating that this pretend world was causing, you know, this uprising. But it's like, you know, video games are the new superstars. Right. And they even have sport. They're like sports. I mean, people pay money to watch people play games. Yeah. It's huge. It's now, like an do you arena. You do
0: voiceovers for video games as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's another big part of your yeah your portfolio. Yeah, as it was. Uh-huh. I love that. What's the sexiest character of you you ever played? When you feel, when you do the voice, you feel like, fuck yeah, I'm a fucking stud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, golly, I think Deflator Mouse. From, of, co- of course, from I don't the know. tick. Okay. He was kind of Batman. Yeah. So we kind of talked like this. Actually, the sexiest voice, there was a campaign back in the 80s for the Milk Advisory Board. Right. Which was, milk, it does a body good. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Of campaign. course, I was anyway, going to anyway, say it that. With was you. that was my voice on one wow. of those. And I remember just going, milk is sexy.
0: Right. It's so white, it's creamy. It's white and creamy on your face.
1: It makes a mustache. <laughs> it's it dri- so you're, how you if you're set sitting it? in a certain way.
0: Yeah. You know it dribbles down your chest? Of course. So you just did it.
1: Milk. It does a body good.
0: You know what it is? It's the pause between body and good. That's why you're that's like amazing.
1: Yeah, let's read into this like crazy. Of
0: course. What, what are, what are ways that you use that talent in unexpected ways? Like, I don't know, when you're getting a reservation at a restaurant or when you want to play a joke on somebody, or I imagine fans would want you to leave messages on their machine. Oh, I've done
1: that. Or yeah, I, yeah. you know, they, they have me, uh, send a message to a friend yeah. or, Hey, my friend Joe couldn't be at the convention this weekend. Can you, Yeah. you know, can you send him a message? and Yeah. So I do that, yeah.
0: And, and, yeah, are there other unexpected benefits of being able to do what you do?
1: Uh, I, you know, voiceovers, it's not like you have a, you're recognizable. So it's right. not like I get a good table at a restaurant. Right. Um, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, no. But you
0: talk about in the, in the show about a lot of gay people have a sibilant S. I think mm-hmm. I had one or I have one. And you became aware of that Sort of as an idea later, but you look back and you think, "Oh, I kind of had that going on." Yeah. Did you consciously work to get rid of yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So you, when you started realizing, because it
1: was too queer, right? And I didn't want to give anything away.
0: And so I'm going to change the way so that I'm I. So I changed the way I speak. How old would you have been when you were sort of doing that? Twelve. Oh, young. Fourteen. Yeah, early on. So you'd work at it. Yeah, worked at it.
1: In fact, uh, who's the? satirist um
0: David Sedaris
1: David Sedaris I much later found he did the same thing Right In one of his books I don't remember which one it is he talks about his mom sending him to speech a speech therapist I don't wow. know if you know this this I'm, story I've read
0: most of his books but I don't remember And
1: yet. he tries to talk using words that do not have s's He
0: he consciously thinks oh fuck there's an s I'm going to I mean have, have to, to use another it. word Yeah have
1: to use another word
0: That's so interesting Yeah that's so I'm not the
1: only one who's fixed it. But like my daddy, he was from Oklahoma, Yeah, and my daddy was an actor, and he talked he—he like, t- he told me he talked like this when he came to California. And um, he worked hard and ended up getting this voice instead, had a rich, beautiful voice. That's you know, a lot father. of people have lost their accents. You right. know, they come from places and they know they got a ixnay on the accent, a. Eh?
0: I remember being in an acting class and being told that I had a sibilant s. ass. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably a rite of passage for every gay guy in there. There's a documentary out now called Do I Sound Gay? And I've been wanting to watch I it, but I haven't that. watched it. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, I'm obsessed with your uh, mission music video that you show in your show. Like, it was yeah. a song about being a missionary, but you starred in the video. Yeah. Was it put out by the church?
1: It was put no, it was private. It okay. was uh, my brother Lex Diazavedo, who was a big uh, very successful Mormon uh, Christian music composer. Yeah. And it was something he did. Did about twelve of these little video
0: And do you play the things. missionary in each one?
1: I was in three of them.
0: You're so dreamy. You're so dreamy Thank missionary. You. Tell your friends. Yeah. Did you have you seen that? That gay porn that's missionary stuff? <gasps> no. Full on. Yeah.
1: You're going to, after this interview is done, I'll you're going to have show to it find me. it. Can you I think send it's, it to me?
0: I think, I want to say it's Mormon Boys with a Z. If you Google that, I think, and they, whoever's behind this knows all of the. Really? Do they the have garments, the magic underwear? They have really? The magic underwear and the whole, yeah. It's it's all there. So somebody's. Okay, you've got to send it,
1: remind me and send okay, it to me. Okay, I will me. send
0: you a link. Um, You also did a disco album, a missionary Mm. disco album. Yeah, Amazing.
1: Also by my brother. I love it. Yeah.
0: But your brother also wrote a wonderful song for your show about called, it was about Heavenly Father, but it it sort of dealt with contradictions and questioning.
1: Beautiful song.
0: Yeah. Now, did that become something that other Mormons would perform or was it sort of... It was from one of his other
1: musicals that he wrote. And uh, it's just a song that always rang true to me because it was more down-to-earth than a lot of the music that's just uplifting. Right,
0: and it had doubts. God downs, loves and you
1: had- and uh, we all love each other and all that just kind of Amy Grant, early Christian pop music stuff. Right. It was more about questions yeah, and contradiction and doubt. So, you know, as a little gay Mormon boy, it... it I first heard it when I was on my mission.
0: You said that it kind of got you through your mission in a way.
1: Um. Yeah. That's, you said
0: um, that because the, the did I? Yeah, the video that I watched. You, th- it's not part of the show, but you thank everyone at the end after the curtain call, and you thank your brother for that song, and you say that it got you through your mission.
1: Oh, so you were? Yeah. Okay, that you was not that the night that he video. was there.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was that's something I just said because he was in the audience, but right. Uh, it's true. His music, and I, it wasn't just that song, it's his music got me through.
0: Right. That's amazing.
1: Because we, we were only allowed to listen to classical, Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and Lex Diaz Avedo, my brother.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Lex Diaz Avedo? Yeah,
1: a half-brother. Okay, nice. Mom's first husband was Brasileiro, Brazilian.
0: That's awesome. How yeah. many times was your mother married?
1: twice Twice. she was a widow he died at 36 of a heart attack
0: oh my god
1: and had two little boys and then she met my dad wow and had this little
0: boy had this little boy yeah now there were how many kings on television 39
1: 39 40 36 depending on the episode
0: would you be in every episode everyone i was yeah and there was
1: a couple of live performances that over the course of a 15-year career you're going to miss, but there was always yeah. someone to step in.
0: I, that's crazy. And you said that you made 250 a week.
1: 1965. In
0: 1965. Did you get some of that money, or was it all oh. saved? I mean, did, well, did, you, did you feel like you could go out and buy whatever toys you wanted? Or, yeah. Like?
1: I, every week, I got to go to the toy store and pick out one thing. And it would come out of my paycheck. Okay. But it was like, a kid doesn't know from dollar bills.
0: Right. So you don't know if it's something expensive or something.
1: So I knew that I knew what a toy was and if you right. do a good job you get a toy, that makes sense. And the rest would go in a checking account. Wow. Or a bank account I mean.
0: Do you remember the toys that you would get?
1: Well they're in that room. They're all in there. The in toys, my toy collection. You have a toy
0: collection in there. Yeah. We'll take I probably got a Barbie. You. you probably got a Barbie. Yeah. I love that. I probably
1: that. got Solo in the spotlight.
0: Oh I love that one. Now I have heard of people getting convert. Uh, Aversion therapy before. But I don't think I've ever met anyone that, that went through it. They would literally and you document this in your show, hook you up to things and show you and pictures y- of naked women and no no shock. Naked right. men and shock. Yeah. And this would last an hour? And then you would uh, go back every day. Well the week?
1: session would be an hour, so probably about thirty minutes of it would be that.
0: How painful were the shocks?
1: wasn't like Frankenstein's monster like you see in some old videos of strapping the thing on the guy's head and yeah you know electrodes through the you know putting the right. thing in their teeth to keep them from biting their tongue off it was not that but it was humiliating and it hurt like like sticking your finger in a light socket they were sharp short yeah it was so it wasn't like torture chamber per se with long yeah, but it was also that
0: thing of when is it going to come? When is it's it going to come? come?
1: The anticipation... The, the dread of and it. And the embarrassment and the dread was supposed to... And sometimes they would be long zaps and sometimes they were short.
0: Do you remember the images?
1: Yeah, I had to pick them out. Because they had to be... Things a, that you would The things that I would relate to. Oh,
0: God. So the
1: women pictures had to be inoffensive. Pardon me, ladies. But, you know, images that I found attractive. Right they had to be porn they couldn't be just a girl in a pretty dress so it had you, to be nude
0: and they would have options for you when you went there? no I
1: had to go get you my had, own porn
0: you had to go buy your own porn I would go
1: to Salt Lake because there were no porn stores where I was going to college oh my god and I'd you know get my mm. my Cosmopolitan or Playboy Playboy or
0: Penthouse if you wanted Penthouse think. and then the,
1: the gay magazines too you know yeah. the, the mail Poncho
0: Blue yeah. Boy yeah, yeah. What do you, do you remember?
1: I would no, I blocked yeah. most of that. And they didn't have hardcore porn in Salt Lake. It was mainly just centerfold kind right. of
0: action, right? Probably no erections. No, no, yeah. Wow! And you would take that in, and you did this for how long? A semester. A semester, once a week. Yeah. And you would? Would you dread it? You'd be like, oh, oh. yeah, yeah. But you you wanted to do it because you wanted because I
1: needed to be straight.
0: Shit. That's so intense.
1: Yeah.
0: And the way you talk about it in the show is really powerful, and the way you act it, and the way you play it. It yeah. was
1: very powerful.
0: And I don't think... I wonder if... I don't think they do it as much anymore. I don't... I mean, I don't know about Archer. I, I mean, I just know that the government has come out against it. Yeah, I, I would come know out if against
1: anybody's still doing it. Yeah, there might be in some deep dark corners of the country or the world where it still goes on, but right. society does not see it as an option anymore.
0: Yeah. Do you are you still on the rolls of the Mormon Church? Are you still no, in the Mormon? I
1: had I wrote in and said I, I want had my to do name that too. To, I didn't have to do it. I wanted to let my voice be heard that I don't want to be a part of this. How organization. old
0: were you when you did it?
1: Oh just probably about ten years ago.
0: Yeah. I did it about ten years ago too.
1: When the whole Prop 8 thing was brewing, I went, this is enough. I, know.
0: I think I did it right before then. I, At first, I,
1: I was like, who cares? I don't believe it, so why does it matter yeah. if I'm on the records? And then I went, it does matter.
0: It does matter because they're doing fucked up shit.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's the slang term. Um, yeah. I was, I may have told the story on the podcast before. I was watching Rick and Steve, the gay logo cartoon out of Legos. I don't know if you remember that show uh with my boyfriend at the time, John Michael, and the elders came to the door, boom, 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 knock, knock, knock. And they had lost track of me for years in California. Like I didn't have anybody checking in and the Mormons, God bless them, they check on their people. Like they you know, and it's not always oppressive. It's like, how are you doing? And you know, there's some yeah. there's some real compassion going on there. And um I you know, at one point I just they stopped by and I just didn't feel like lying or anything. I said, Look, I'm gay that's my boyfriend um you know i'm fine with it thank you for stopping by have a nice day whatever well now the the bishop at the the ward had cause now so now he kept coming on yes and he sent me he sent me literature about gay stuff and he called me up and he said did you get the literature and i said yes he goes did you read it and i go i skimmed it i was really bitchy and, um, and, rightfully and he goes, so. and he, and he's like, well, what do you think? I said, look, I'm gay. It's not going to change. It's who I am. What are my options? <laughs> and he goes, well, you can write in, uh, and ask to be taken off the church rolls. I said, what's the address? Yeah. Like they really taunted me out of it. And I think another bishop in another ward would have been different and wouldn't have cared. And at this point I wasn't going to church or, or anything, but yeah, it was nobody
1: came after me.
0: Yeah. It was that. Yeah. You, you made the decision yourself. I yeah. I, I joked that I was going to write on, on Hannah Montana stationery, but I didn't. I just used regular <laughs> stationery. So you picked a few questions from the observation deck. We can just go through these kind of quick lightning round. Where's the coolest place you've gotten to go for work?
1: Well, when we were... A lot of these are going to be kid memories. I love it. We would play the state fair circuit. Okay. All through the summer. And... The, we would get to ride on the rides for free and cut to the front of the line
0: because you were the King family. The King
1: family. So as a child, getting to go on every roller coaster, and every zipper, and every uh, spin out—all of um, it—all of the rides of that the Tilt- all, you
0: all over the, the country, Tilt-a-world.
1: the Tilt-A-Whirl. Yeah. And we worked at Disneyland all the time.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So free entrance and free park action to Disneyland.
0: All of it. Yeah. When you would travel, how many buses would it take for Just the King one, family?
1: one bus for us and then, and then a truck all gear. with all this okay. stuff.
0: The most embarrassing CD you have in your collection.
1: I have no embarrassing CDs and that's why I pulled it. I am Good. proud that you I have an be. entire Carpenter's collection. Oh, the Carpenter's amazing. And
0: Bread. Bread, baby, I'ma want you. Yeah. I remember you came out with your own CD too. Um, I did. Now maybe I'm embarrassed. No, I'm I have. i proud of that too. I have it too. I have it in my collection. Is it still available? Is it on iTunes or anything? I've
1: seen a couple very expensive copies
0: on eBay. Damn right. <laughs> All right. What song makes you cry?
1: The theme to Norma Ray. The Sally Field movie. Yeah. It goes sung like it by goes. Jennifer. Yes.
0: Wow. I'm, yeah.
1: I, I'm impressed. I pulled that out of my ass.
0: I couldn't it sing did. it for you. I just know that it, I've seen it on sheet music or whatever.
1: Jennifer Warnes. Um, yeah. Sang it.
0: it. I'm going to go download that shit right now. Yeah,
1: you can put it on as my theme music. I will.
0: I would love that. Um, if you could relive one day from your childhood, what would it be?
1: Oh, did I pull that? I didn't. Yeah. Mean,
0: um, maybe it was an um,
1: accident. Okay. Um, filming our Christmas specials. Were they amazing? We, when you, when you Because we got to have Christmas in October.
0: Yeah. And it was just, so yeah. it was an extra Christmas. It was like double Christmas. And it was
1: huge Hollywood Christmas tree. Yeah. That came in on rollers. Yeah. You know,
0: I love it. Uh, are you a good flirt? Horrible. Really?
1: Scared of my own shadow really so I'm horrible
0: yeah well there you know I, you're probably not as horrible as you think yeah but well there you go what's it like to, to go to a king party gathering now what is it
1: we're so spread sing. out far and wide yeah. Um, yeah. that they don't really happen that often but when we do get together yeah there's always music
0: yeah now we've talked about a lot of the things in your show so is there something that you wanted people to get out of your show, to take away from it, that they might also take away from your story, what you what, what they've heard listening to you? Golly. Well, you end with that awesome Tracy Musgrove song about, you know, follow your arrow wherever it goes. Yeah. Sort of just like, let people be themselves. Let yeah. people be who they are.
1: There, you've answered my question did for I? me. That's right. it. Did I? You
0: did. Just
1: right. to be okay with wherever you are at the moment, I think will get you to where you want to be. Cause if you're stuck in the bad part of what you don't like of where you are, um, you get stuck literally yeah. by being stuck, you get stuck. How's that for deep?
0: That's so deep. Is that kind of zen? If I were Oprah right now, I'd be like, hey, get that, Super Solar. Did you hear that? (laughs) I I watch Super Soul Sunday. I can't help it. It's good. Uh, How can people learn more about you? Do you have a website, a Twitter, any of that stuff?
1: I'm so bad at all that. I wish I could say something fabulous. I have a website that my nephew runs. There you go. CamClark.com. There you go. Check it out. And I go on there about once every two months whether i need to or not
0: that sounds good that sounds so, very regular and up to date oh
1: but i'm you know the tweet thing i just i don't want to tell you what i had for dinner
0: yeah i don't that's we, private I don't, I don't need to know that's private i don't need to know i don't need to know all right Th- this has been a lot of fun thank you so much it's been awesome check out his website and um we will uh, wait hopefully you'll and if do you live in
1: salt lake
0: i may be coming your way I yo you should it'd be amazing
1: Look for me, son. All right.
0: Bye. Bye. My thanks to Cam Clark for uh, a great interview and a great time. Okay, so this happened. Actually, my So This Happened this week is about Cam Clark. Um, Last Friday, a few days after we did the podcast, um, he invited me and my friends Doug and John and Matt to come over to his place because Doug and John are huge King family fanatics. Like, they remember watching those specials when they were kids and... How nostalgic and wonderful, and they all wanted to be in that family, even though they're Italian and have dark hair. Um, So we all went over to cams and watched uh, some different fun videos and, and specials and things like that. But my favorite, well, one of my favorites was the Family Feud. The King family were on the Family Feud one week. I think it would have been in the 80s. And it was a whole week of shows with singing families. So there was Sister Sledge, the King family, the McCray family... And I can't remember the other one. Um, but anyways, uh, the King family won the whole week. They started out losing and then they came from behind and won everything. Um, it was very funny. And we all remember that Richard Dawson used to kiss everybody. And, it, and we kind of joke now that it was so pervy. It's gross, you guys. I, we kind of laugh about it. If you go back and watch one of those episodes, it is so uncomfortable and gross And I don't know, they probably don't rerun those shows that much on the Game Show channel because it's so skeevy. There was one of the women in one of the families, I don't even remember which one, who was clearly single, and it was kind of like, get a room. Get a room. It was like, she would get wet every time he came over, and he was like, it was practically tongue. Anyway, it was so fun to watch, but, you know, when we joke about Richard Dawson, it's not a joke. Like, it's, 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 you know... I'm sure there's a class action lawsuit that could be uh, put out there. That's on I'm saying. All right. Um, some of you may wonder about how things are going with the dog. Well, he's sitting right here with me, and he's kind of awesome. So uh, I'm going to go from fostering to adopting um, if he doesn't chew the cord. He's actually been pretty good. I, I think if I'm going to do it, I couldn't have gotten a better dog. So there's that. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time on Dennis, Anyone. Bye. <laughs>